Thank you, Father, that we can sing praise to you. And it can fill this room, it can fill the heavens, but still wouldn't be enough. Thank you that you are great, above us, transcendent, and yet small enough to be in our hearts through belief and saying yes to you. Thank you for this opportunity to sing and give praise to you. Simon and team, they've done a great job this morning again. In Jesus' name. sermon might be kind of hard to get through. I already started crying. It's not a good start. <laughs> so great big thank you, Pastor Simon, Julia, Elliot, Eliana, for your faithful serves, encouraging friendship over the last six years. We're really, really grateful. Thank you. We'll say more. I'm going to give you an opportunity when we finish up today, but this morning, I'm going to take a slight detour from Proverbs, but I want you to keep up on your Proverbs reading, how important and valuable it is, and keep sharing with me how the Lord is speaking to you about Proverbs and wisdom, um, as it brings it to your attention uh, next this through the week. I've had a couple of those instances, I spy God moments, uh, even this past week, so thank you for that. But in spite of the detour, I am going to start out in Proverbs chapter 4. So, because what I want to do is I want to tie together some things regarding the Lord's Supper. So, we're going to start here in Proverbs 4. You'll notice in your bulletin you have an outline there. It's not filled in very well. There's good, some good bones, but not a lot of meat. Uh, because it just wasn't one of those weeks to put a lot of meat in the outline. But follow along if you would. I want you to look for the connection between what I read in Proverbs chapter 4 and what I read in Matthew 26 and 1 Corinthians 11. I, I asked the men in our Bible study or our men's group on um, Thursday morning what the connection was, and they got it immediately. And I'm sure you're going to do it the same thing, the same way. So, Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction. Be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Don't forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 29. It says in my Bible, the institution of the Lord's Supper. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood and the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And now 1 Corinthians chapter 11 is Paul reflects on that eventful night, what we call the Last Supper. We celebrate it, the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord, on the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this. As often as you drink it, 
in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, just to give you this, my sermon's going to be in three parts today. Not three points in a poem, okay? Three parts. As we finish up, we'll have the Lord's Supper right in after the first part. And then we'll take some time to honor Simon. We'll give you an opportunity to come and to share up front some of those memories um, of Simon and his family with us. We're so glad we have that opportunity. And then we'll finish with by praying over them, sharing and sending them off to the new ministry God has for them. Did you get the connection? Proverbs 4, Matthew 26, 1 Corinthians 11. Starts with an R. Second letter is E. Third is M. There you go. You got it. Told you you get it. Remembrance. What did Solomon tell his son? Remember. Remember the things you've been taught. Don't forget them. Why do we do the Lord's Supper? Do this in remembrance of me. What does Paul say? He gives God's Jesus view. Do this in remembrance of me. Every time you take it, you proclaim my death. You remember until he comes and what's going to take place. It's a time to remember as we take the Lord's Supper this morning. A time to remember how Jesus suffered for us in the Garden of Gethsemane during the trials, the flockings, the crown of thorns, the spitting, the shame of carrying the cross, the nails in his hands and feet, the jarring of the cross being dropped into the hole, the thirst, the suffocation, the spear in his side, the death that he suffered on our behalf. It's a time to remember that. But even greater, I think, is the spiritual death he experienced by dying on our behalf and taking our sins in his body and experiencing the devastating separation from his Father in heaven. Yeah, the physical part was difficult, so hard. Probably nobody suffered like that ever. But the spiritual suffering he did for you and he did for me is the greatest thing that we can remember. Because what he did for us, taking our sins in his body on the tree, so that through him we might become the righteousness of God. We might have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. It's an incredibly important time to remember. And we remember that we in his, praise God in his resurrection, what he triumphed over sin, he triumphed over death, he triumphed over the grave, he triumphed over everything for us. He is risen, he is risen indeed. Do we remember? Yes, we do. Do we remember? That's why we do this, to remember what he's done for us. I think the Lord's Supper is a time to, to quietly remember and reflect. But I also think it's a time to exuberantly celebrate what Christ has done and made possible for us when we believe in him, in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection on our behalf. The things that we get, the spiritual blessings that we get, when we come to know Him, we say yes to Him, we believe in Him. The things like this, salvation, redemption, reconciliation, justification, glorification, forgiveness, freedom from guilt and shame, peace, grace, fellowship, adoption, a crown of life, an eternal home. All those things come to us from what He has done for us. And so therefore, when we take the Lord's Supper, we need to celebrate those things. Amen? <laughs> yes. We celebrate all that He's done for us and that He has given us these opportunities through salvation. After the disciples spent those last moments with Jesus, Matthew says, they sang a hymn and they went to the Mount of Olives. We sing and celebrate that up from the grave he arose, that there's victory in Jesus, that because he lives, I can face tomorrow, 
that all the people can say amen. We celebrate that what a friend we have in Jesus because of what he's done for us. But we just got through singing, only a God like you could be worthy of my praise and all my hope and faith. To only the king of all kings do I bow my knee and sing. I give my everything, and I love these words. To only my maker, my father, my savior, redeemer, restorer, rebuilder, rewarder. To only a God like you do I give my praise. We sang and celebrated, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. What? Great. Are you Lord? Do we celebrate? Yes, we do. As Jesus was with his disciples, and we had spent those three years with, and he loved with a great love. On that eventful evening, he told them, as it records in Matthew, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. You see, he was telling them that he would be leaving them. This is a farewell. I'm sure in that moment it still didn't register that he was going away, although at least three times it's recorded in the Gospels that he had told them he would be crucified and risen again and that he'd be going back to his home with his Heavenly Father. He's saying to them, farewell. And in that same statement, in Matthew chapter 26, I will not drink again of the fruit of this vine until that day when I drink it new with you, my Father's kingdom. He's also telling them this. I'm coming again. I'm coming again. It was the original, I'll be back moment. <laughs> I'm coming again. I'm coming again. Paul reminds us that the Lord is coming again in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. For as often as you drink this cup and you eat this bread, you will proclaim the Lord's death, what? Until he comes. We look back. This is what you did. And we're looking forward. We look forward to when you're going to come again. There will be a time when Jesus will come again and reinstate personal fellowship with his family. And when will he come again? When the Father says, it's time, go get your bride. You can be guaranteed on that. I don't know that day, I don't know the hour, but I know that's when it's going to happen, right? When the Father says, it's time, go get your bride. Go gather your family. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Today would work. Today would be a good day. This is the Lord's Supper. It's a time to remember what He's done for us. It's a time to celebrate what He's done for us and what He brings to us by belief in His death, burial, and resurrection. It's a statement of farewell to his disciples. And it's a statement of, I'm coming again. That's what we celebrate. That's what we do when we come to the Lord's Supper. So I'm going to ask you now to get up, if you would, and come and grab an elements. They're in the prepackage. They're also in the double cup. There's a wafer in the bottom. And juice and come. And then come back and sit and then we'll take and partake together. So feel free to get up. If there's somebody around that needs help, would you just maybe ask them and you get the elements for them? That would be a great serve to them this morning. When I was asked earlier, I should have mentioned this. This is for all who know the Lord Jesus Christ as their saviors, believers, you know, to be a member of our church. We invite you to partake with us.
it's so good to see you get up in the middle of the service. <laughs> it really is. It's just that there's energy in that. There's beauty in that. So thank you so much for that. So the Lord said, Jesus, as he was with his disciples that night, do this in remembrance of me. And we do. We remember what he's done for us. We celebrate what he's done for us. He said, this is a picture of my body for them, which will be given for you. Again, I, I think as they're in that moment, and I think they would have a hard time just understanding what's really going to happen in those moments. We look back, we got all kind of figured out because we can read it in the Gospels. But for them, it, 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 was, it was a little bit confusing. Even though I said, they, he knew that they knew that he was going to give his life for us. But this is a picture of his body, given for us, undeserved as we are. He took our place. A song years ago that I heard, it should have been me. It should have been me. Instead. So, in remembrance of what he has done for us, a picture of his body given for us, we do this in remembrance of him. And as he was speaking to them, he indicated by the giving of his blood, he's just going to give everything we were encouraged to give everything to him because of his giving everything to us. And this is the blood of the new covenant that I make with you. And once you drink it, I want you to remember for us, remember what he's done for us, to celebrate what he's done for us. The shedding of blood provides the forgiveness of sin that we so desperately need. We could never forgive ourselves you can't forgive me, and I can't forgive you, but he can. Amen. We do this in remembrance of all that he has done for us. Let's drink together. Father, thank you for your great love toward us. For you loved the world so much that you sent your son to give his life for us to be the mediator to be the bridge to be the one that made it possible to have a relationship with the heavenly father that made it possible to, for our sins to be forgiven to have eternal life to have spiritual life to have new life to be a new creation in Christ for all that you've done for us, we say thank you. Thank you that the work you did on the cross and through your resurrection continues in our life. You continue to do your work of sanctification in our life once we come to salvation. We look forward to that day when glorification will take place and you'll usher us into your presence things will be different. The new order where there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more crying, no more dying. In fact, there's no more light because Jesus Christ is the light. We look forward to that day. But for now, continue to help us to keep growing and to become more like you this process of transformation that you've done and we continue that this day we'd look more like you than yesterday. And it's all because what you did for us on the cross and your resurrection. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, 
the Lord through the Lord's Supper, taking the bread and the juice, celebrated who he is and what he's done for us. As I mentioned, this is a three-part sermon. Now I want to change direction. And I want to honor Pastor Simon and his family on this last Sunday with Simon. Who they are and what they have done. Now please understanding, please understand, I am in no way equating Pastor Simon with the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> you understand that. But I'm simply doing what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And we want to do that. We finish up today. Simon, <clears throat> he's all the way back there. You can stay there if you want. Might be easier, I don't know. <laughs> you came to Majestic in a sense as a rookie. Your first vocational full-time ministry. We were, and we still are confident that the Lord brought us together. Here's some things we remember. You've had a few different hairstyles through the years. You introduced us to Tommy Walker and his enthusiastic worship songs. We sang those this morning. Only a God like you. That's why we praise him. Breakthrough. And he knows my name. Probably my favorite. Your hard work in preparing be the church serve, worship nights, growing the worship team. And I remember well one of his first teaching responsibilities. You taught us on how we got the Bible. It was an excellent summer Sunday night series. And what I remember most about your excellent teaching was coming away from that series knowing that you truly believed that the Bible was God's Word. I didn't doubt that, but after we finished that series, I knew he believed it with all his heart. You believe what Psalm 1830 and Proverbs 35, 30 verse 5 states, every word of God is flawless. Even though the song we sang was not about necessarily the Word of God, but you believe that with your heart. And you will be remembered for the you are sent admonition at the end of each service. Now you leave NBC as a veteran, having led celebratory services, you preach passionate sermons, and extending care of service, caring services to so many of us. We remember and we say thank you. I didn't even have to tell him to do that. <laughs> we remember and we say thank you. We celebrated your coming to serve with the Majestic family. You had a unanimous vote. That always an exciting thing. You were our fourth full-time pastor of worship with other pastoral responsibilities and you served with us two years longer than any of our other talented brothers. We're grateful for that. As one of my friends in Denver commented to me a while back when I told him that he was here for six years and our other associates have been here for four years, my friend said to me, you must be getting easier to work with. <laughs> I laughed for about 30 minutes on my drive to Denver when he told me that. And you know what? I sure hope that is true. A little personal reflection that will lead into honoring Simon. I served as a youth pastor for 15 years and five years as an associate pastor. But it's really been over the last five or six years that I've really realized that it takes a lot of humility to serve as a youth or an associate pastor. You see, those pastors have to deal with things that the lead pastor can't handle or doesn't want to handle or doesn't know how to handle. <laughs> An associate has to lead when the pastor's on vacation or at conferences or he gets sick, as you had to do for me a few times. An associate has to put up with the quirks and opinions and personality of the lead pastor. <laughs> yeah, you got them too, okay? <laughs> We all do. 
An associate has a ministry description that is certainly different than the lead pastor, and that pastor counts on that individual to wisely, expediently fulfill those kingdom responsibilities. You, Simon, have worked humbly and diligently to honor what has been asked or even unexpectedly thrown your way. I'll give you even an example this morning. It's your last Sunday, you get to sing your favorite songs. <laughs> you notice the last song, he didn't even lead. He had Tina lead. That's humility. That's humility. We celebrate your serve in keeping the media equipment in our worship centers in tip top shape, changing out projectors light bulbs. We celebrate your leading a Sunday school class last year when we needed a teacher. Not easy to lead worship and then go teach a Sunday school class and come back and lead worship. That is a big, big task. And he's a really good teacher. He's really good. You facilitate a small group in your home with Julia. You serve for funerals and weddings often on your days off. Making hospital visits helping people move, and helping people with computers, <laughs> handling those concerns when I've been on vacation, putting together the Simon Stuff documents and the Sound Booth Handbook that he put together for us, so hopefully we don't have to call you too often. <laughs> and as we all know, you're fairly quiet. You don't talk a lot. But I'm not sure I can remember one complaint through the years. In a moment, when you get to say your last words, I invite you to make your first and last complaint. <laughs> or hold your peace forever. <laughs> so we celebrate and we say, Now, Majestic Family, it's your turn. If you'd like to say something, I'm going to invite you to come up here, stand before the congregation, the family. So go ahead and line up as you're coming. I can see you're coming. Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, Simon, I had the distinct pleasure of being on the search committee. <laughs> and had the opportunity to call all of your references and everything that Pastor Scott just mentioned about you is everything that the other folks that we talked to said. There is a gentleness about you and a quietness that is so appreciated and I think it's so complimentary to the pastoral staff here. It's also very complimentary to our praise and worship team. Transitions are never easy, and you navigated through those beautifully, absolutely incredible. And I've got one memory, too. One of the first songs that Pastor Simon gave to us when he came here, I think on his first week, was You're a Good, Good Father. And we'd never done that here. And beautiful song, but it's your example, Julia's example, Elliot's example, Eliana's example of serving that good, good father that we are so very thankful for. I wish you all the best from Leroy and I. We love you dearly. Be a stranger if you're back in Colorado. We'll miss you. A few people know me, and I've tried to get this guy to laugh out for the last six years. <laughs> this is all I get, but just this morning. That's all I ever get. So I have failed you. I failed you miserably that I didn't get you to laugh. Simon, you're a blessing to us. Even though you are a traitor and you're going to leave us, we still love you and God will forgive you for leaving us. Thank you, Simon.
specifically uh, your small group is uh, it's a reason you came back for you know, week two, week three, and we're going strong. <laughs> um, you know, I think you were putting up with a left-handed drummer. I know you were the worst. <laughs> sense of community, which I, I think isn't always highlighted first uh, about you, has, has been awesome. Um, those nights when not everybody showed up to small group and we still were a community together. We didn't, didn't have a game plan, we just caught up with each other and existed together. It was awesome. Uh, we appreciate that uh, for you specifically. Um, you know, again, man, a few words that you are, unless we're talking about college football. Uh, I just want everybody to know you text this man on Saturday about SEC football, he will not leave you alone. He will be a 14-year-old girl on his phone. I just, he knows all the emojis. So I just want to, yeah, may expose you. Uh, but uh, for me personally, Simon, you've inspired me to take studying the Bible to another level. And that's been something I've struggled with. Uh, find the drive, and, and I guess you showed me that it's, it's truly an act of worship to search and to find answers in bond that we've created through playing music. I'm an incredible musician. I don't need to tell anybody that. <laughs> but uh, I've appreciated that and um, that's something I'll never forget. But again, you who and your family have, have been a huge impact on us. And in the small time we've been here, we've truly appreciated you and, and Julia and Eliana and Elliot for everything you've done for us. So thank you. And I know God has amazing things for you and this close to getting over it. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we send you all the, the thanksgiving in our heart and we you know, all the best well wishes and uh, we know you have a great day we look forward to hearing about how you bless you know, those out in cold frigid Omaha, Nebraska <laughs> we thank you Simon, we love you guys yeah I wrote down a few things um, I just, I don't know so the first thing I, I wrote down was oh Mike, yeah Mike Drew I'm sorry, um so the first thing I wrote down was, so I became a Christian only a few years ago, but out of that I started to read C.S. Lewis. I had, so I read some books, I understood, like the mere Christianity things like that, but then I read like The Great Divorce, and I remember reading that and being like, what is happening in this book? <laughs> and I kept on coming back to you, Simon, and I just appreciated like, whether it was that book or other books that I like had a rough time interpreting, that you were somebody in my walk that God put in front of me that helped me understand it greater, and that's a big deal. I can only hope that I am that way for somebody later on in my life. And um, I, did, I don't know, I just remember that, and I just want to say thank you for that. And um, I want to say thank you for just just the memories um, from taking...
sense of the heart at Parkview, and I frequently get to talk to my patients, and I ask them always to tell me their story, and this one woman had come in at a drug overdose, and she told me she had fallen away from the Lord, and she had wanted to give her life back to the Lord. So I prayed with her, and she gave her life back to the Lord, and being new here, I started to build a good friendship with him, I called him and I said, well, it's hard for pastors to come up here because all these COVID things, all this craziness going on in hospitals. Let's see if we can get you in because you'd love to talk to a pastor. Sure enough, we were able to get him in. And he sat with this woman, I think at least two hours, and ministered and listened, let her sleep, and he hung out. He hung out. And he uh, was available for me for several times like that because uh, I can't do pastoral work in my job, but we can get people in. And so he embraced our gifts. He saw what God does in our lives and the gifts my wife has with music and invited us into the church, which is a big deal. But we haven't moved for a long time. Michael W. Smith wrote a song many years ago. It says, if I got it right, friends are friends forever if the Lord is the Lord of them. I was telling Simon the other day when I first became a Christian at 17, somebody mentioned to me that the first three letters of Satan is sat. The first two letters of God is go. We're called to go. It's painful to see our friends go. But it's also painful for our friends and brothers to not go when they're called to go. So you are sent. Pastor Simon, we're going to miss you. And uh, I just remember four and a half years ago when Marla and I started coming to Majestic, and uh, we went to the newcomer's dessert. You and Julia were there, and uh, there was uh, six or seven, eight people there. I don't recall exactly who else was there, but it started us off on that journey, and uh, we are still on it. We're not going anywhere. Unlike you, if you choose to seek the true center, you are a true servant, and I just remember the first day that I, about a year or so ago, I started on the cleaning team, and I'm not the sharpest spoon in the drawer, as you all may know. I sort of take a while to get into things, and Pastor Elijah has really done a great job of schooling a few of us new cleaning folk, and uh, we happen to be in the audience, and they do a really great job. I'm still trying to catch up, but I, of course... Disarm the uh, burglar system, the burglar alarm system, and somehow I just didn't quite get it right, and uh, it went off. Pastor Simon was there. I seemed like three or four minutes, but must have been seven or eight. I don't really know. Maybe he was already on his way to church. He didn't <laughs> share with me. I just thanked him for coming, but he made sure that I got it all right and could do it again. I haven't done it again since. But we really wish you all the best. And you're, you are a true servant. No, you're not Jesus. But you do a great job of mimicking him in so many ways and making our lives better. We're going to miss you. And please, as has been said already, don't waste my joy in life. You have given joy to the Lord and your family. Simon, we're going to miss you. We love you and your family and the whole gang. You're great. So I wanted to give you a shirt, but these are too big for you. So I found I have 27 ties in my closet, so I brought one for you. You might need a new tie for your new job. So, so this isn't real fancy. It's a it's uh, Snoopy. Snoopy. Snoopy's on this tie, so <laughs> if you need it, you got it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, I got to get through this quick, or we'll see what happens. Uh, when I, we first came here, my wife and I we moved from Missouri. Uh, always been a part of worship, worship teams, 
met with you, we talked about, okay, what instruments do you play, things like that. I was like, yeah, play acoustic, electric, but I don't have much electric experience or even a pedal or anything. And then time went by, and you're like, I'm going to get you a pedal board. And uh, somehow you remembered the first day, you were like, hey, Derek doesn't have one. He told me, hey, how about this old pedal board? I'm not using it. So I said, hey, how much? He said, you can have it. pretty, it's been pretty great to learn from you as a musician, as a fellow guitar player, because you are very, very good. The second memory uh, I have was two years ago, Chiefs versus the Bucks <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Again, I'm from Missouri, so I was not rooting for the Bucks. <laughs> you guys came over, we invited you over. Uh, Chiefs lost. That's why I'm having a tough time getting through this. We lost pretty bad, and it was not a fun game for me to watch. Uh, and I just remember you just keeping your cool, knowing that I was like, oh, this is horrible. Like we've all kind of talked about, everyone's alluded to, is your quietness, your serve, your, when you, when you want to talk, you can definitely talk, but just your humility, and that's what we're going to miss. I'll just say thank you. Pastor, you are a blessing. So it has been wonderful six years. Think back to, uh, August, six years ago, you and Julia were sitting on a couch and you were on a Zoom meeting. And uh, I had the dubious task of asking the first question where you immediately had the deer in the headlight look. But you answered it very, very well. You have served well. Getting a call on Saturday that pastor's ill and you come and do a sermon. You don't preach with notes, God speaks through your heart. It is so awesome. You have been a wonderful blessing to us. Thank you. Okay, this is what, the fourth part of the sermon? precious three girls when you came six years ago and you also opened your arms to us Juliet, Elliot, Eliana you two have been faithful servants of the Lord and faithful friends to us thank you so much for your serve with us and to us we say thanks to you and you will be greatly missed too and Simon we in September, we celebrated your six-year serve with us, and now we celebrate your upcoming serve at Cross Point Bible Church, Although Nebraska. Although Nebraska is the Cornhaster State, and most of their bleed red, we know you love your Florida Gators and will continue to bleed blue. But more and more importantly, we know that you bleed Jesus. Continue to honor him with the Cross Point family, just as done you've done with us. So now we open our arms, we let you go, and we say, "What? You are sent." So you can bless the Lord's family at Cross Point. Farewell. Goodbye. Peter Saint. Aloha. Adios. Dios te bendiga. God bless you. The microphone is yours. Do you want to share? Well, 
deserve. I want to ask you now, I'm going to pray over them. So uh, if you'd like to gather up here front, we're going to get, go down to the front here. If Julia wants to come down, she can. Elliot and Ileana would love to do that. If you want to gather around him. We talked about a time to remember, a time to celebrate, a time to say farewell. But also we say, as many of you have communicated, it's a time to say, come again. We're thankful for how you served with us. Not any opportunity you have to come and be with us. We would love for that opportunity. Thank you so much. You can gather me even closer if you want to. Lay your hands on them. Give them a blessing. There'll be a few of you would like to pray over them. Pray God's blessing over them. And I'll close in just a moment. shepherd's care enfolds you. God be with you till we meet again. Till we meet, till we meet at Jesus' feet. Till we meet
you so much for joining with us. Feel free to go and celebrate out in the lobby and love on them and care for them. And pray for us. We have to do this one more time today. 